question. Have you people not been feeding the mosquitoes? <laughs> Why are they coming? They seem starved. Oh, it's coming. I haven't noticed them, so I think, yes, we haven't. I haven't. I have been. Oh. Have you? You've been doing your part? I've been doing I've been seeing those little tiny, like, I think the eye bugs are... Eye flies are insane. In oh, the season. I, I mean, they ever. Certain places you have to walk, I have to stare, like, unless I want them in my eyes and in my ears. It's never seen that. That's that, how that I, I walk down, as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. This is the, this <laughs> the technique. <laughs> <laughs> Another good use for handkerchiefs. It is. I mean, what would be, a Kleenex would never make it. No, no, it's very good. All right. Well, what should we look at this evening besides handkerchiefs and mosquitoes? I've been um, engaged in a workshop looking at uh, victim victimizer relationships. On your uh, internally, I'm internally. Uh-huh. Well, and that's the key thing to get. Uh, I see. And. Um, yeah, so where it ends up is where everything ends up, which is you got to get out of the conversation. So it's such a um, privilege to live here in the village environment because if you have any fantasy that it's other people making you feel victimized. So a recent example was we have working meditation here, and I had a, a two-hour block where I had some things on my list to do. Um, I didn't talk to anybody that whole time. Nobody asked me to do anything. Nothing unexpected happened, but I found myself feeling victimized. Isn't that helpful? Yeah, and and it was you know the attention being pulled in all these kinds of well don't forget that and what about this and then you know oh we don't know how to do that you know just the I mean you can so you were being victimized De- yes definitely uh, just definitely. not by somebody else not by somebody else or we could say by somebody else uh-huh. by a voice in your head by your voice in the head and you could say in a way I don't know if I'm being victimized but victimizing is going on mm-hmm. and attention is on that mm-hmm. and when that's going on it's just a very disorganizing powerless overwhelming kind of feeling so um, it's good to know that I don't have to try to change anything outside of me. I mean, it's really helpful, actually, that the source oh. of the issue is internal. Oh, it's hugely helpful. Yeah. We could wish that everyone on the planet had enough time in the privileged environment to get it, yeah. that nobody else is doing anything to us. Yeah. And I think even if, quote, somebody else is saying something to me in a kind of a victimizer tone if I'm not um, listening or have beliefs about you know in this case I'm I'm not good at this then there's no place for it to land <laughs> they could say anything that's right but if, if I'm not in a conversation about I'm inadequate or there's not enough time or people always then it's like okay it just, it's not personal. There's nowhere for it to land. Yes. So even that kind of outside, quote, abuse only has an impact because there's internal abuse. Yes. And and with that, uh, we see the projection. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. The projection that they're being a victimizer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going on in here. Yeah. 
So I project it out there and believe that they are doing to me what this is doing to me. And, of course, the next place that we want to keep an eye on projection is the voice that's telling you you're inadequate or you don't have enough time. Somebody wants you to this or they think you're going to... Yeah, I had a um, facilitation opportunity today on this point. And um, I noticed during the facilitation that point I was aware that the, that the awareness had shrunk a bit. I was losing a point that I was attempting to make, make. And then later, the voice wanted to come in and say, use that awareness. It was an awareness that the, the awareness had started to collapse a bit, which is helpful. But it wanted to say, see... Okay, I mean, you were giving all this unhelpful, confusing information. Everybody. You were giving that. Is that what it's it was saying? saying? It's saying, yeah, because the awareness was collapsing, you were messing up. You were giving unhelpful, confusing information. It's like, wait, you're giving <laughs> you're confusing, unhelpful information right now. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. what's actually going on. Uh-huh. No. I know it's happening something. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> yeah. So I know I've talked about this before, but I lost track of it. But one of the great ways for me, anyway, to get out of the conversation in the head is to be in a conversation with something that actually cares about you and its assistance. And so I've been walking around talking, essentially talking to myself. And the way it's coming out is, again, I know I've talked about this before, but I'm seeing it in a different way, that there's essentially... We've I talked know. about everything. I know. <laughs> and I we know. will talk about it again. It's again. just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So back to that example of someone's attention being pulled all over and feeling overwhelmed because of that and getting messages that they don't know how to do something. <clears throat> What's been coming in is, so what are we doing now? Okay, we're going out of the shop. Okay, and there were three things. We, okay, we're, when we get to the shop, and get, okay, we're at the shop. What were those three things again? And it's just constantly being, oh, okay, okay you have that hammer? It's right in your hand, isn't it? You got it good? Okay, good. Now we can. And it can sound sort of like I'm talking to a younger person, but I think really what's happening in terms of a process movement is I'm, first of all, to do that, you, you have to have the awareness expanded. Yes. You have to be conscious. You can't have that convert. You can't be in that process unless you're doing that. So there's a benefit right there. Mm-hmm. And I notice whatever is talking is sounds much sounds like an adult. Sounds behind. Mm-hmm. Um, can track what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, can is a mentor. Is a mentoring presence. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's cool because one I I so you could say the person who feels disorganized and overwhelmed is getting taken care of. And maybe that's going on. There might be some healing going on or whatever that process is. But the most important thing is I get to experience myself as the mentor, as that kindness, as that which can track and support and encourage and see the big picture. Rather than as somebody who is being yeah. victimized. Exactly. I, that, that is, yeah. that's not... That's sort of not just one step. Yeah. That's two steps, uh-huh. right? Yeah. I am not the victim yeah. to this mess, and I can be present and mentoring to a human being. Yeah, and that's what was interesting too. If, we, if I know, you know, we often speak in, in kind of models because otherwise it just seems too abstract. But if the process is uh, an expanded awareness, 
um, noticing what's going on around, tracking things, supporting. And it doesn't feel like I'm supporting. It just feels like that's what comes out. And then that kind of seems like that conscious, compassionate awareness. And then it seems to be mentoring um, kind of an untrained attention. And the untrained attention is embodied in that experience of it going all over, it going to a conversation that's uh, hateful or unkind. Because, and then the other thing I notice is when the conversation does go off, the presence will just sort of smile. Like there's an understanding about it instead of what the voices do, like, there you go again. I mean, when are you going to be able to stay here and be here? It'll just smile and like, okay, where are we again? And so it feels... Yeah, so that, um, that just, it just sits lovely. Yes, well, and I don't know what, if this is your experience, but just the way you're, you're describing it, uh, it seems that the person who is being invited into this process has been missing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, that was another thing that came out was, so I've been, I think what's developed, helped really develop this is doing two-handed recordings recently a lot. And so that's an exercise where in one hand we get to talk about what's going on for us. Oh, I'm feeling really overwhelmed. And then you listen. You know, like, really listen. And then you, um, you get to just turn on the recorder and see what comes out to maybe support and encourage that person and then listen to that. So it feels like that's actually what's happening. And uh-huh. that's the process. You're living that yeah. exercise. Yeah, exactly. In, in real time without the recorder. Yeah. And then, so those recordings are on my recorder and I have a shuffle function. So I've been doing that and then walking around listening to that. So I'm catching the right hand, the one who's struggling. I'm, I'm hearing that again, but I'm hearing it in a broader, it's like, it's not just one time. Yes. there's themes there's things that they talk about and what occurred recently was like gosh that sounds like someone who's, who's being who's traumatized you know they're sort of like overly focused on a couple of things you know they're often in some kind of like fear or um, anxiety there's kind of repetitive thinking uh, sometimes bordering on a kind of a paranoia they're vigilant um, and it's egocentric. It's always in relation. Something's always in relationship to them. And it's kind of like if you were a parent or something, you'd be like, "Well, you know, if you get on, well, I'm really struggling, and that was one time, but most of the time, huh, you're fine." That would be one thing. But when you're hearing it over and over, back to your point, it's like this can't. You, we can't allow this to be going on. This is happening a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and unless we're here every moment in that relationship, that person is not here and they're in that abusive kind of, they're not being taken care of. That's right. And um, sadly, in most cases, uh, the, the idea of abuse doesn't even occur. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just uh, being uh, directed and critiqued and criticized and uh, steered and... Uh, that's the conversation that happens so often with people. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so it, it's not a problem no. because 
you know, you need to be watched. Yeah. Let's face it. And and it is very much uh, like an adult and a child, mm-hmm. a, a teacher and a an authority figure, an authority figure of any kind, and a child who is constantly being watched and corrected and um, and that sort of thing. And then I suspect a lot of the um, you're not there uh, that that person actually goes away, just isn't there any longer. And the conversation that's happening is between the the part of the ego that victimizes and the and the part who plays the victim. Mm-hmm. Because of uh, what we were kidding about at the very beginning, that's the setup for then that person who is corrected and watched and to do the same to other people. Uh-huh. I, as soon as there's an opportunity to play that role. Well, then, why would you want to? Why would you want to be steered around when you could steer somebody else around? Uh-huh. And in that way, and yeah. it, excuse me, just a moment, but uh, still not see it as anything other than yeah. this is how it's done. Yeah. Well, because that's looking through the conditioning rather than seeing it. And that's the difference in having that relationship. Yes. If you're looking through it, everything is justified. Yes. Always. Makes total sense to victimize somebody else. Yes. Because you're not victimizing them. You're just giving them information. You're just letting them know what they're doing wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And if they would have, then they wouldn't have to hear that anyway. So it's really Mm -hmm. their fault. Yeah, right. It, yeah. Well, they know better, and they just yeah, they know better. Not to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see a next uh, step in this, or a, um, it feels like again, like I'm in a raft to get to a shore, but it's not like the end all. Uh, it's a way to drop the conversation and be present. Right. It's a technique. Yeah. It's just it's a tool because. Um, at some point, people would begin to worry about you if you just always walked around in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, to to be aware that you want the attention and the, the awareness in that way, and you won't always need to say out loud what you're attending to. Mm-hmm. But while it's a helpful tool, yeah. then you mm-hmm. use it. Yeah. Plus, you know, well, here it's different, but we also live in a world where people are on their phones all the time and they have a little ear they don't even know they're talking you know you wouldn't know I've actually oh. heard that a couple of times on the recording and listening class people going you know I was kind of getting you know worried about and then I realized everybody's talking on their phones or the recorders all the time so all the time you wouldn't even wouldn't even stand out no no not at all and you could be saying anything yeah and people would just tune you out because they would figure you're you're talking to yeah. another person isn't that handy? Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be really odd when we first started doing this. Mm-hmm. You would stand out in the crowd, and you had to hide your recorder because somebody was going to listen to how nuts you are. And now, oh, I just we're all nuts together. together. We're all nuts mm-hmm. together. I just image really quickly when you said that. It's 2002. I was living in New York, and this guy was walking down the street talking. It looked like he was talking to himself pretty loudly. It was really kind of like, it's not that cell phones weren't there, but they weren't, not everybody had them, they weren't super common, and usually they were like here, but he had some sort of earphone thing, where, and I remember going, what the heck I doing? Is he okay? And now that is Almost. a complete, 
guy, some crazy person. And now there's so many of them. That, uh, that doesn't we're all stand up. Yes, our oneness is becoming more apparent every day. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I was so struck by that young the teenager that called on open air on Tuesday. Zoe? Zoe. That was just... And, and so just... Uh, shall I kind of recap a little bit? Sure. I'm going to talk about it. Um, so she had... She called it TP. We used to call it wrapping someone's house. You know, when you go out and roll toilet paper all over somebody's trees in the house and everything. And I found myself thinking, I hope she used 100% recycled. <laughs> but that hope she used recycled. <laughs> but you know, the, the thing is, to hear the vehemence that the voices were attacking such a teenage prank, you know? Yeah. And I just couldn't help but think how lucky that girl is to have the tools and have access to Sangha and, and the willingness to do that, to call in, and um, it, it, uh, you know, I have this little grandson, and uh, I'm getting a, such a, such an interesting perspective on conditioning, and it seems like we've been talking about that lately in the year-long call already about kind of going back, and of course family karma retreat, how we're conditioned and the so just uh, just a couple of little examples. So Leo, he's only 15 months old, and he will shriek. And it is everybody just and, and then his daddy, for example, will shriek back, you know, and then they'll laugh and he'll shriek again and they'll shriek. And I'm thinking, you know, in about five months. I bet is when we're going to, or I don't know how, when they're going to start. It's not going to be cute. It's not going to be cute. And they were throwing napkins at the end, and Leo was giggling and then throwing, and everybody would laugh. And, and I just, you know, so I'm on like FaceTime, right? So I'm like totally the observer watching this family scene. And that perspective is so fascinating to see how um, we get. How we first of all get encouraged to be just big and whatever, and then it just starts to close down. And and I just find myself projecting on Leo how how confusing that's going to be. You know. Yeah. I told you what my aunt said about that. Uh-huh. We spend the first two years of a child's life teaching them to walk and talk. And the rest of their lifetime is sit on a shower. Boy, that is so true. That is so cool. I mean, it, yeah. Well, yeah. Like uh, the other day, they were, they just moved into this house with all kinds of stairs. So now they're teaching him how to, and then walking things off, and, you know, and, and he, I think it was the stairs he was approaching. You know, he's walking now. And, and all they said was, uh-huh, and he just dissolved into tears, you know. You know, and, and that was just, uh-huh. Mm. And, and, and I, you know, and, and I can tell Aaron's kind of open for some kind of, and I said, why are you, you got to socialize him. You know, the thing is, is there's just no way around what's going to happen. 
out of my life. The constant attention on it, the conversation about the rationalization, the the trying to trying to get this feeling bad about it too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, there's a chapter and verse of all of that. And to see and to have, to, and even knowing I have the tools and all that just added to it. It's amazing, really means there's something wrong with me. And all of this. But, and the worst part of it was that aspect of there, that this means something about me. It's not, it, it, it was the hardest thing to just get a crowbar in and separate it. Mm-hmm. Not about me, you know. Boy, did that take a, a lot of time. I mean, it's astounding how much time that it took me to do this. Mm-hmm. To get to the point of facing it in this in this way. Yeah. Make this quick uh, process map and make uh-huh. it to the other side of it. Yeah. And is the freedom about email or about it not being about you? The freedom is. That, is, that I'm free of it. I'm, it's not the content at all. In fact, I, I mean, I do feel absolutely uh, liberated from the content too. But the real freedom is that I saw it for what it all was. Mm-hmm. It's a, you're an alcoholic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just, just, well, people are going to think you're odd. They're going to think you're snooty. Mm-hmm. Just come on. Just, what's the matter with you? You can't have one little drink. Uh, well, now I'm in recovery. I, I really don't do that anymore. Oh, well, but, you know, but you've been in recovery. I mean, you can just go on and Forever. on and on. And meanwhile, what doesn't get seen is sort of like today's exercise on what the... Uh, Whatever that is, that's where we're seeing it, how the karma, you know, whatever I'm talking about. <laughs> no, that was 9 o'clock this morning. I have no, that, that was a long <laughs> so time ago. Really, I can't remember it either, but there's something about today's exercise, or yesterday's exercise, where, um, no, I've lost it, but it was. Um, does anybody remember what the exercise was this morning? I think it's uh, the answer is within the. Oh, the answer is within the karma. Yeah, and can, and can anyone remember where I was going? <laughs> but I think the answer is in the karma. Something in that last conversation really pointed at it, and then I lost the connection. But um, I guess it's anytime there's a new tool like that, and all the things that we always talk about are kind of picked up, moved around, and put in a new configuration, it's so helpful. Hmm. 
Um, and like the family photographs <laughs> all get put in different so that people are in different relationships to each other yeah. and in different circumstances and well what I just saw when you said that was you know I put things up on the wall and then they go away but if I move them they come back again uh-huh. so that's a perfect analogy mm-hmm. um, because there's something about it's a, the crowbar is a good image there's something about the way that communication is highlighted that is allowing me to see right that that's what it was the thing about the baby being socialized and it's not personal but that as a very young person we take it personally mm. and then it stays personal mm. the whole time mm. and so it means something about us oh, so one of them that's been completely life changing is you wrote a, a place where you said someone had it's, the book is written in sort of a style of um, like an advice column so someone writes in here's this issue I'm having around communication and then there's a response from the guy and so this person was writing in um, basically about um, you know I'm just I'm trying so hard to communicate in a way that's gonna you know can't remember how they said it, but kind of get the result that I want I'm gonna you know feel heard and understood and like we're on the same team and that keeps not happening and I'm not sure what's going on and I'm really you know all that sort of stuff and the line in it that you said that's been so helpful is and very likely you already have what you're looking for so this person is going into the communication trying to get X, Y, and Z approval, love, yeah, and belonging that my colleagues like me <laughs> right, so if the conversation goes in a certain way yeah. that will mean my colleagues like me yeah. Yeah. and meantime that there's just no no relationship happening with them at all because all I'm focused on is do they like me and how can I manipulate this conversation such that I'll get information if they like me and not realizing they probably already do if you could just stop that (laughs) doing that right yeah it just completely shifts where the attention is focused Mm -hmm. the other one that um, so far in what I've read that you talk a lot about is that the you know the voice in our head is the authority right that that thing that people will say to you you know I have a lot of trouble with authority figures and I know they think that they're talking about me (laughs) (laughs) and that to realize it's the authority in the head that's the main authority and so what I've seen is anything that goes up against the authority in my head is my ally is your ally ah yes right so yes. someone I thought you said Allah and I I had a religious switch yes that would be a lot I've been talking to myself on the show <laughs> but in that sense that I just again it's like that place where I saw wow so anything you know uh, that little irritation that uh, that whatever it is that's all triggering that yes. that authority mm-hmm. in the head 
And of course, the conditional reaction, at least for me, is to push back out, push back out at it, mm-hmm. and then to at at the person who's being annoying, exactly. right? Because so somebody comes at me and they are annoying this character that lives in my head. Yeah. And that's not going to go well for me. Exactly. That, that's going to be taken out on me. Yes. So I really want them to go away and stop that so that this character will calm down. Boy, that just explains everything. I mean, and I, I really am seeing that all of the... All of the difficult... How do I say this? It's going to either sound totally bizarre or completely obvious, but... All of the difficulty that any of us are up against ever is that we're all afraid of conditioning. Yes. My own or yes. yours. Yes. And yes. that there's an intuitive sense, I think, for everyone on the planet, I project, kids, grown-ups, everything, that when, when I talk to you, I'm trying to talk to you to not make, to yes. not trigger that, the conditioning for you or for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's all the negotiating that's going on, is mm-hmm. everyone's afraid of that. Mm-hmm. Take us back to Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because from the time we're this big, that's what we're afraid of. We're afraid of the authority. Yeah. And and that was what happened to us. The authority yeah. was out there, yeah. and then it got brought in here. Because yeah. at what point is Leo going to to start realizing if I can figure out what upsets them and I and I don't do that okay. then I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. And then of course the next developmental stage is to hell with them. Yeah. I'm going to do everything I can yeah. to upset them. Yeah. But that's most and and we we know that place in ourselves oh. and we know that place in other people. But I, I agree with you. The really uh, prevalent one is the the, the fear of yeah. this. We were talking, in fact, on the retreat last week that um, it, it's, that's what suicide is. Is, oh, an, is yeah. an attempt to kill that um, that that authority that is making yeah. somebody's life just unbearable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that you know that sense that there's no way to get away from it, which is a real sense. I mean, yes. it's because there's a way in which that's true. Oh, you can't get away from it. Yes, you know, and people will do almost anything to. So yeah. with so many of the issues that we have, yeah, people eat to try to get away from it. Right. They drink. They do drugs to yeah. try to just. Yep. All of those kinds of behaviors, you know, just sit and watch television yeah. for days on end, yeah. um, or yeah. uh, whatever it is, because I, I, in fact, when I flew back to Sunday, uh, I sat next to this woman who was on her way to her first silent retreat. Oh, and, uh, and, uh, She's a business coach, huh. but has never, you know, just she said, this is my toe into wow. an eight-day silent retreat. That's a big toe of this. And uh, she said that when she talked with her friends about it, people found out what she was doing. It was like, oh, my God, yeah. I could never do that. Right. I, could, I couldn't be alone with myself for eight days. Yeah. 
And that's what that's what and, and, saying. Yeah, because you wouldn't be alone. You wouldn't yourself. be alone. You, you know, know you're. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I always picture that, like, with, especially with something like television, that I have this image that it's like, this is kind of vibrating or doing its thing. And then television, it almost like um, cancels it, like noise canceling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The headphones. Like, takes up. Like, oh, I can't get away from this. I can't get away from this. So I need something. Well, because attention can only focus on one thing. Uh, yeah. So intuitively, yeah. she knew, yeah. right? Yeah. There's not going to be anything taking my attention away from what's going on inside my head. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can stand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really appreciating the new lens. And it's just... It's one of those places where it just, wow, feels like it's bringing it back alive. And I was joking with Ashwini today, I always feel this way. I'm positive you wrote that book for me. (laughs) We said, okay, here's another chapter for Jen. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are pages really already that I'm like, okay, those I want to copy and have with me. Because the process that happens, happens a lot, a lot. And so it's that place of turning the tables from to, okay, let's see what we see this time. Let's see what we see this time through. Let's see what we see this time through. And just letting it kind of reveal itself, like mm-hmm. a etching or something. Mm-hmm. You know, just well, I'm really hoping that, uh, that, that that will happen for people. Because uh, as we were talking about, on, I guess it was on open air, uh, uh, that... Um, it, it, it is Sangha. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every yeah. one of those things was uh, yeah. was uh, written by somebody mm-hmm. in real life out there doing awareness practice, trying to. So hopefully, there will be a sense of really seeing ourselves yeah. and uh, and and uh, not just uh, many processes. Right. Many, yeah. Many processes, depending on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I wonder how you could like catalog them. So you could easily find the one when it. You know, oh boy, where was that one about that? <laughs> well, Jan, at this point, uh, you could text me, and I think I could tell you. <laughs> I bet. I have oh, read that. <laughs> I mean, it's just a mem- memorizing it oh, by by the yeah. end of it. Yeah. So. Ooh, and that is so, I know, for me, that place, it's like there's nothing wrong with you for him. How helpful that is. Yeah. That is a huge, I wish everyone had that to just do it again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. It's just, because you see something new every time. Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, I'm also loving the communication book. And one of the things I really love about it is that it is communication. So there's a response from the guide, and the way that we get to experience that kind, clear, compassionate communication in the book. Mm. It's like it's doing it. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Process is the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the communication book is communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really lovely. And it takes me to a place that's like, um, when I read those responses, that's like, uh, that kindness and respect and compassion, it's like a, a calibration, as we call it, to the place that I want to mm-hmm. communicate from. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. 
just get, you know, just came back from retreat, that there is that, that feeling of, you know, just spending a week in those kinds of conversations with people. Yes. It's just the, it's just the most wonderful thing to get to do. Yes, yes, yes. It's like, um, reading the communication book and seeing that communication and then kind of that being the place that I communicate with myself from yes. as well. Right. It becomes it uh, it becomes our language. Yes. And there's not very much that uh, is going to happen that needs to be outside that language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, just that no matter what the circumstances uh, are in life, right. kind, compassionate yeah. uh, communication seems to be appropriate. Yeah. 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 And it gets simple, doesn't it, then? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, it really flags when there's some internal communication that's not that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yes. We, we, we hear it mm-hmm. uh, clearer mm-hmm. when when there's something going on in there that is not that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And there's something else dropping in to talk about. Um, around that, that conversation of uh, you've been in recovery, maybe you could ha 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 ha. Because I feel like just this week I was assisted like back from the brink of one of those a little bit where I was communicating about revisiting something that has been guidance in the past not to do. And uh, the response was the guidance is still the same. And in that mirror, okay, well, I was just checking. <laughs> Maybe one small drink. <laughs> but it, how, do, how do we know? It seems to change. <laughs> it seems to be that process, like, um, like, uh, how to put it? And what what flashed through was this experience. This was before awareness practice, but sitting around a table with some people, being in this workshop. And there'd been a conversation about whether to get into this relationship with an external person or not. Um, that we now recognise as a dualistic conversation. And it didn't seem, for a lot of reasons, like it was a good idea to do that. There were a lot of flags and just... On the, on the con side of the <laughs> duality. Like if you had somebody sitting there with you who knew you and loved you, or who you didn't even know you. They <laughs> would say, don't do that. <laughs> and I remember sitting there, and I didn't know then about the voices, but, but when I, so, and this thing, the voice came in and said, well, I'm doing really well, I can take this on. And, uh, and you when, heard it. Well, I heard it and I did it. Um, because at that time I thought that was me thinking and having a good idea. <laughs> um, and, and entered into this relationship and it was absolutely just not good. awful. And of course it's own workshop and there was learning and growing, but like really like pretty, it's kind of, yeah, not, not a health not a, yeah, not a kind thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that flashed through this week with this same thing, like, oh, I wonder if that's that same process of, ah, there's this message of I'm doing well, I can take this back on. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like in the mirror of 
know the guidance is still the same, getting to see this, I think, uh, is like a kind of a, um, an ego confidence or an ego, uh, like, it's okay to go back to this. We're in a different place now. Mm-hmm. Instead of, um, uh, actually, actually, no, I can't pick that up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's kind of yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, and it's an interesting place in practice, really, because um, we we could go on either side, right? We can yeah. we could fall over on the side of well, you know, I heard once that I that I shouldn't, whatever, exactly. and so now world without end, all men, that I am never gonna. Uh, <laughs> walking around talking to myself, you know. Uh, well, now that that was uh, that seemed to get a lot of approval. So, well, it's interesting because it'd still be a conversation on that side of the duality. Uh-huh. Oh, well, I got my answer, and so yeah, ha 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 ha. ha. Yeah, but it's not um, clarity. Yes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it, it it can be good to just say. Yeah, I don't have clarity. Yeah, and so as yeah, you say, yeah. the person who didn't even know you back then, yeah. uh, you could have turned and said, <laughs> "Okay, this is what I'm thinking about doing." You think it's a okay? No, all right, good. <laughs> um, it's that same process, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't have clarity. This is what yeah. I understood, but I'm yeah. not sure. So yeah. what do you what do you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and 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 there's that that communication model. Instead of, um, I think, uh, um, perhaps, uh, why well, become sober? I think I can do this. Mm-hmm. Or um, well, yes, it's. Uh, I I was just talking with people, I guess, at the retreat about the advantage of being in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and especially monastic practice, that we never have to look to conditioned mind. Because yeah. there's always somebody that we can check things out with. Absolutely. Yeah. And whereas out in the world, that's the hardest thing that people are grappling with all the time is where is this coming from? Yeah. Um, and, and to your point, it can sound it can sound like it's coming from a really clear place. Yeah, well, I, I do it. Somebody just said that to me, in fact. Um, oh, it was uh, on the morning show. You know, I, 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 I don't need to go on retreat because I'm doing really well. I don't need to, you know, I don't need to practice because I'm happy. And, I mean, that sounds like a really clear place, right? Until the person, you know, goes over the over the cliff so yeah 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 good to check out yeah because it's it's not a contest yeah right that's the that's what this always wants it to be for us let's make it a contest that you're going to by the way lose (laughs) Uh, whereas if we can just turn to somebody and say you, what, what it has to sound yeah. to you yeah. and uh, and get it married back well you might want to you know um, yeah. Yeah. where's the harm yes yes that's wonderful because then it's um, then it's the we process yes um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 
because the other is, of course, isolating, and that's what that's what ego is always going for. You know, I want to get really good at this so that I don't need to ask anybody else about anything. Whew. What a what a disaster in the making. Yeah, yeah. Because if why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we want to? Uh, have the support and care of everybody. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. Only ego would not want that. Yeah. Only ego would say, well, of course I want that, but I'm going to get there on my own. Yeah. Why would we want to have the support and care of everybody? You mean everybody participates yeah. in the support yeah. and Every, Everybody. Supporting everybody. Yeah. But right. ego is a go it alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even in awareness practice, you know, I want to, I want to get to the point where I'm so clear that I never need to get any information from anybody. Suspicious. Suspicious behavior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So grateful for, um, grateful for all of that, and grateful for the the way of transformation process, you know, where where there is um, a way to check things out, where what's being supported is not turning to that old self mm-hmm. who just wants comfort and, you know, well, the, the, the friend that will help the old self survive, mm-hmm. but the, the um, guidance that will help you go beyond mm-hmm. what it is that you're here to go beyond. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. and, the, and of course, the point of that being, uh, you know, what what Jen was talking about, that you know we're all in this place of I just don't want to set it off. So you know, if somebody says or does something that's going to be upsetting, then I don't. And to move to the place of the way of transformation, mm-hmm. where you're seeking that out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It almost sounds unhealthy, <laughs> <laughs> but not in the way that yeah, a little uh, masochistic there. But and yet, it is what we what we have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be free. Yes, I was listening to a group recording recently when you were talking about Van Kai sitting on the rock and his bottom getting bloody, but it didn't matter because he was going somewhere, and that just really resonated. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We got some heroes to, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there he is with his bleeding bottom from sitting on a rock, and and I don't want somebody to say anything that upsets me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe I get toughen up a little. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, that last conversation you had about the group um, and being connected with other people versus the ego and individual really made me think about how I've been approaching my meditation uh, posture and I've been having some difficulties with it. Um, I had meditated for a while with my back against the wall and meditation was very hard at first, regardless of whether my back was against the wall or not. And um, 
I practiced and practiced, and I felt like I got a little better and better and better. And then ego or whatever you want to call it was like, oh, like you kind of got this down. Like you're 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 good at this. Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, you yeah, got yeah. it. Up. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> and then I read a book by a lady named Sherry who uh, <laughs> recommended trying to meditate facing a wall. And I was like, hmm, I wonder how you have your back like, supported while you face a wall. That's pretty interesting. And then I made a trip up to this monastery five, six months ago, and there was no wall for my back against. And I was like, wow, okay, this will be interesting. And I gave meditation to go here, and it was really hard. <laughs> it was quite different than what I was accustomed to, and I'm like, so now that I reflect on that a bit, it was like, um, now that I reflect on it, I realize, you know, you probably weren't that good at it to begin with, but what my ego was saying at the time was like, well, I mean, how do you know that these people really have it, like, figured out, per se, you know, is this really a better way to, to meditate, like, it could just be their opinion. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah all, all these other reasons. Yeah, anyways, all these other reasons. And, um, but anyways, I, I started doing a little practice without the um, wall behind me. And, I mean, it was hard. I'm not going to say it like it was, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it down a bit, um, easily and all that. And then I did some instruction uh, prior to meditation today here. And I was taught a position, um, you know, where you support the pillow like between your legs, and it was like something clicked. And I was like, wow, like, I can really do this. Like, this feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about that, it was like that was there the whole time. <laughs> but my ego was stuck. My ego was blocking it and diluting it and saying, like, no, this just, you know, maybe this other way is the right way, but the solution was there the whole time. Yes. And then like you were saying, like, you know, when, I don't know, it's just a way to isolate yourself from everybody else around you. you know, everyone else is, I don't know, in a certain position or meditating a certain way. And you're saying, well, maybe I, that way isn't really for me. You know, I don't really connect with this or that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A resounding yes to that. Uh, to that whole process of rationalization and explanation and conversation that goes on. Mm-hmm. Always with the, the aim of getting you alone. Right. So that in this case, that voice can be your meditation guide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, say that again? That voice can be your meditation guide. Yeah, that's what it's going for. So uh-huh. it's going to be the authority. Right. Even though you never meditated before, yeah. right? But as soon as you sit down, it's the authority. Right. And what's tricky is it's like, oh, but I'm meditating. Like, I'm doing something, quote, unquote, good. Meditating on. Is it, is it really good or bad? It's just something you do, but it's like, oh, I'm meditating, which I think is good for me. So, like, this voice must be good. And yes. it's not helpful. And then I reflect back, it's like, I'm like, I wonder how much like energy went to like that voice, like versus the practice. You know, trying to be like curious about it, not judgmental. Right. A lot of people go through a process like that. Oh wow! Yeah, it just about everybody. And in fact, um, that voice is pretty much the reason everybody quits. Because if you did get really good at it, in the sense that you really enjoyed it and you could feel your whole system settling and you're starting to have more clarity and when you're up walking around you're more aware and more present 
ego is going to lose interest in that in a big hurry. So, yeah. So, time to quit meditating now. Right. Says the meditation guy. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I brought up uh, last week, it's just like, and then as you progress through meditation, you sit down, you know, you don't get that constant chatter sometimes, and you're just kind of left with this emptiness. And you know, like I said previously, in a way, that's like, that's kind of the scary part. And it's like, you got past, like, the chatter, and it's like, well, <laughs> like, what? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, well, maybe that's not exactly for me. Like, I don't, you know, this was much more comfortable. I've been with this for 20 six years of my life like yeah what is this where there's it's kind of nothing you know yes yeah, yeah. fortunately uh, we have a lot of those those uh, heroes that we were just referring to who uh, who encourage us to consider that that's a nothing that's everything yeah and that exploring that is is what we uh, it, what's going to reveal for us everything that we're looking for, mm-hmm. or it wouldn't be so popular with those types. Mm-hmm. You know, the Buddha and this guy with the bleeding bottom and <laughs> uh, these characters. Uh, they are having an experience that makes all of that worthwhile. Right. So we suspect it's probably good. Right, yeah. And I don't know if it is, I read it from you or someone else, but it was someone described it as like an empty fullness, not like an emptiness, like, yes. I mean, like I'm empty inside, but all encompassing. Yes. It's kind of a, you know, it's tough to wrap your mind around, but... Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And and again, that is when most people quit. They they hit that, the fear that ego has of not being there, not being in control, um, and when that fear arises, people just go, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But again, it's not, it's not the, the emptiness that's the issue. It's ego freaking out. Right. Which is kind of what Jen was talking about earlier. You know, that that's always what's going on there is is what is controlling us mm-hmm. and what we are attempting to see for what it is mm-hmm. so that when we step into that kind of uh, openness or spaciousness, the silence, that sort of thing, and, and ego gets hysterical, we know what it is. Mm-hmm. And we can actually leave it behind and explore this right. openness. Because through our practice, we've been seeing it for what it is as we lead up to it. Yes. Yeah. Hold on. 